0: Inside ADHD is ADHD Families' official podcast that provides parents with current research about ADHD and strategies for helping their children. ADHDfamilies.ca is a resource website for parents of children who have ADHD. All of the resources have been evaluated by experts in the field of ADHD, so parents can feel confident that they are receiving trustworthy information. For more information, visit ADHDfamilies.ca, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. If you have a specific ADHD topic that you would like to hear about on our podcast, please send your suggestions to ADHDfamilies at canlearnsociety.ca. Hello everyone, my name is Krista Foran and I'm a registered psychologist at the CanLearn Society in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I'm also a team member for ADHDfamilies.ca and I'm really happy that you are joined us for this episode today. It's It's our third episode in a four series of podcasts entitled The Four Pillars of ADHD Treatment. And we're offering uh, these four episodes this month of October because October is ADHD Awareness Month. So for the month of October, we've been releasing one episode each week that focuses on these four pillars of treatment. Um, So the first pillar that we talked about was education, learning more about ADHD. The, The second pillar that we talked about last week was lifestyle, including sleep, exercise, and diet. And today we're going to be talking about strategies for managing ADHD. And then our last pillar that we'll talk about next week is medication. We really believe that the four pillars are a good way of understanding how best to treat ADHD. Because they take in consideration the whole person. And they treat the disorder in a holistic way. So rather than relying on one single treatment approach. Before we get to our... Um, third pillar today which is strategies i wanted to remind our listeners if you've been a long time listener or you're new to the inside adhd podcast but you feel like you've really benefited from this podcast please consider showing us your support by posting a review for our podcast in itunes this will help get the word out to others who may benefit from inside adhd Uh, So, last week, we talked about the importance of healthy lifestyle for managing ADHD. This included things like sleep and exercise and diet. And this week, we're going to talk about our third pillar of ADHD treatment, which is strategies. So, when we're talking about strategies for ADHD, we're talking about all of those things you can do to help manage ADHD symptoms and the impairment, or stress, that these symptoms cause in daily life. So these are strategies that are things that help with organization, time management, remembering to do things, impulsivity, fidgeting or physical restlessness, all those symptoms of ADHD. So for example, a common strategy to use when helping a child with ADHD get ready in the morning is to create a checklist that the child can use that has each task that they must complete in their morning routine. The child can check off each item as they complete it which may help to decrease the stress in the morning and it also might decrease the amount of reminders that the parent has to give the child. So that's one example of a strategy. Another example of strategy could be providing children who have difficulty transitioning or switching between tasks or activities providing them with warnings so teachers and parents can do this by telling the child something like in 10 minutes we will be stopping this activity and starting this other one they may provide another warning at the five minute mark as well and then closer to the time when they actually have to transition this really helps the child understand what will be coming next and it really prepares them for what's expected at the end of that activity and during the transition to the next one. So it's setting the child up for success, basically, by helping them be prepared. Most strategies do not cost money, but they do require time, patience, and consistency when implementing them. Some families may choose to work with a counselor or a therapist or an ADHD coach, to help them implement and experiment with different strategies. But working with a professional is not always required. Persistence and a willingness to try strategies helps increase the chances that a strategy will stick and be helpful for the family. So I really encourage parents and adults with ADHD to choose strategies for areas that are most problematic or most important to them and just give them a try. Sometimes the strategy needs to be changed a little to suit the individual person. Sometimes the strategy won't work now, but it might work later. So it's important to remember to 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 try strategies out at different times in your life or your child's life. Another thing to keep in mind is that when a strategy works and you've been using it for some time, don't just stop using the strategy simply because that problem appears to be solved. Often it is the strategy that is needed to help the person be successful. So for example, sometimes parents might say to me that they used to use checklists with their child for getting ready in the morning but they stopped using them because it seemed like it was no longer an issue. However, when I speak with them further about this I find out that in fact they are having difficulties in the mornings and the checklists are probably still needed. So here's some other examples of strategies uh, about what we're talking about when we talk about strategies. Keeping activities short and taking frequent breaks to accommodate for a shorter attention span. Think about where you as an adult with ADHD could do that or where you as a parent or a teacher could do that for a child. Breaking tasks into smaller chunks, smaller pieces to make it easier to get started on something. Where are those problematic areas where it's really hard to get started on a particular task because it seems too big? Consider how you might break it down. Considering what time of day you or your child is most alert and attentive and doing more challenging or tedious tasks at that time when you have the best attention rather than doing things that are difficult and tedious when you or your child are tired or exhausted. Reducing environmental distractions including noise, visual clutter, so things in the room, and people interrupting is a great way to help reduce the negative effect of being constantly distracted while you're trying to do something like homework or completing an important task. You can use to-do lists, electronic alerts, and reminders, and schedule tasks into a calendar. So these are all the things that we do to remember that we have certain things that we have to do, remind ourselves of those things so we don't have to constantly hold those things in our mind. And putting them into a calendar on a specific day at a specific time means that we're setting the intention that we're going to do that activity at that time on that day. Another great strategy is having specific homes for important belongings such as cell phone, keys, wallets, lunch kits, water bottles, sports equipment, etc. If, if these important items have a specific home, then start trying to develop the habit that every time you come into the house, that's where those items go, is to their home. This will decrease the chances of misplacing them, and then wasting time having to look for those items. Use visual cues, such as lists, pictures, or favorite sayings or slogans that remind you or your child of important activities, or perhaps Uh, behavioral expectations in certain environments or situations. So for example you could have a note on your desk that says are you doing what is most important right now? That is one of those self-monitoring questions which helps you to check in and see if you are prioritizing your tasks in a way that makes the most sense. And if you want more um, information about how to use self-monitoring check out our previous episode on self-monitoring. It's got some great strategies about how to use those self-monitoring skills. Consider using things like standing desks, wiggle cushions, or special chairs that allow for more movement when sitting for long periods is required. And this, these types of um, changes in seating can be helpful for children and adults. So it's not necessarily just for children. If you're an adult with, with ADHD and you have trouble sitting, do your work, experiment with ways of moving around, standing, um, combining standing and sitting so that you are better able to pay attention when you're doing that work. One last strategy is uh, communicating clear expectations for behaviour for children who may struggle more with impulsivity, so it's really important to prepare these kids for upcoming situations and remind them of what behavior is expected of them. Basically, it's similar to that idea of providing the warning when you're transitioning tasks. You're trying to help them be prepared to know what's expected. You're trying to set them up for success to say, here's what's expected of you in the next situation. Here's a reminder of those expectations. Many other strategies are provided in previous episodes of Inside ADHD Podcast, so I definitely encourage you to listen to those uh, previous episodes to learn more about these strategies in further detail. So before we wrap up, just wanted to provide some quick points about using strategies either for yourself or your child. Be open to using strategies at home, work, and school, because ADHD affects all of these environments. I encourage parents to work with their child's teachers to ensure that strategies are also being used within the classroom setting, and there's consistency and agreement among the parents and the teachers and the child about what types of strategies will be used, what types of behavioral expectations are going to be made, in both the school and the home setting because the more consistent the better. Be patient and persistent when using a strategy. If a strategy didn't work first ask very honestly did we give the strategy a fair shot and did we implement it correctly before deciding to abandon it altogether. Some families may benefit from working with a counsellor or an ADHD coach to make sure that they are actually using strategies effectively before deciding that they don't work. Always, always remember to revisit strategies at different times in your life or in your child's life. Some that didn't work a few months or years ago may work now and vice versa. Parents should also remember that while they're trying to teach their child strategies so that eventually they can be more responsible and independent, many youth with ADHD will still need a certain level of parental support in using these types of strategies effectively well into their 20s. As the frontal lobe is not fully developed, until about age 25. And this can be more delayed in people with ADHD. And remember that the frontal lobe is the place where all of these skills are housed. So the time management, the planning, um, the organization, all of those kinds of skills are there. So parents are encouraged to be patient with their children and to provide a reasonable level of support to them so they can be successful not only in high school but into their early 20s. So for more resources about strategies for managing ADHD, listen to previous episodes of the Inside ADHD podcast, and you can also search the word strategies in our search box on the main page of ADHDfamilies.ca. Thanks so much for joining us for the third episode in our four-part series on the four pillars of ADHD treatment. Tune in next week when we're going to discuss our fourth and final pillar of treatment, medication. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Inside ADHD, the official podcast for ADHDfamilies.ca. For more information about ADHD and how to help your child, visit ADHDfamilies.ca, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. If you have benefited from the Inside ADHD podcast, please help spread the word to others by posting a review in iTunes. If you have a specific ADHD topic that you would like to hear about on our podcast, please send your suggestions to ADHDfamilies at canlearnsociety.ca.